Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Hello everyone and welcome back. After the last month and the episode last week, I've been really dedicating time to myself to digging in and finding my flow again. And, you know, in that I have felt like I don't know what to share. I don't know where... (laughs) I know this is so funny because I said, I think last week I'm going to share the process. So after grounding, after doing the work, I realized that, yeah, I'm going to share what I did to get there. So this episode is going to be kind of like the tools that I have been using just in this past week to help me find my flow again. So I hope that you're excited. You may want to take a lot of notes. There's going to be a lot of notes in the show notes, so don't worry. All the links will be there. But I wanted you guys to have a place to always be able to check back in, to go through the list that I've been using to find that space again. Because I know what the center feels like. I just have to found, find the foundation again to get back there. So I hope you enjoy this. The first thing that I did is I found a piece of my land that was, I told you guys, winking at me when we first saw this property. And I it's not manicured in any way. So I had to bring a blanket and there's tons of foxtails and it's a kind of, you know, very rugged. But I knew that I needed to create an earth altar. So I had talked about in a previous episode that I did some crystal mining. So I had this huge bucket of all of these crystals, and most of them are quartz and tourmaline. There's some lapidolite. There's some just regular quartz. And I got a huge bag of them, and I trucked down there, and I sat. And I sat with nature, with the land, And I created an earth altar. And if you guys don't yet know what an earth altar is, um, I did an episode um, on it. It's number 37 and it's called Active Earth Altar. So you can go back and reference that. But before you can create this altar, you have to open up space with a sacred prayer. And again, if you have not created your own sacred prayer, I did three episodes to help you get there. The first one is episode 78, which is called Spirit Animals and how to pull in and find those spirit animals that are here to assist you. Then number episode 79 is 
all the sacred sites, the Apus that are here to assist you in this evolution of your incarnation. And then finally, episode 80 is called Creating an Opening Prayer. And the reason you need all three of these episodes is that it takes all of these pieces to pull together your sacred prayer. So as I sat there and opened up sacred space with the land, I then created um, an earth altar, which always intuitively for me has been first starting with the directions and um, holding those as my anchors. And then I create um, a circle in stones around the directions and then I connect it all. And then I, um, I hold energy over it as I'm calling in the space. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to insert a clip of that day that I did that. Um, essentially what you're doing is you're pulling in and asking for help from the universe, from your spirit animals, from the Apus, from source to concentrate the energy in this sacred space that you're creating. And I used to do this when I would go to the cliffs here in San Diego. And of course, because that was a public place, people would, over time, sometimes they would leave the stones alone, but sometimes they would push them off the cliff or whatever. When I would come back the next day, they would be gone. And I would always have more stones with me. Um, I personally feel having them as crystals helps to amplify the energy, but all of the crystals I use are rough. They're not polished. They're um, actual stones from the earth that I cultivated and have my energy with them. So basically by doing this, you're opening up, I feel, a portal of energy to come through. Now, I have asked in a past uh, Akashic Records reading, I asked if I created an uh a portal at the cliffs. Um, and that reader said she wasn't sure if it was an actual portal, but basically you're calling in your energy to that space. So that's why it's so important. Whenever you feel like you have, you're not in flow, it's like finding that anchored energy with the help of all of these assistants to pull you back. So that's the first step. Then as I mentioned last week, I started dancing and this came, it's kind of funny, but in this small town that I live in, there's a, a studio that's jazzercise and I would laugh about it as I drove by it, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to check it out. And it's been the funnest thing ever. Um, it's kind of like Zumba. It just, it's not, it's like all different types of dancing. Um, but it's fun. It feels like because this is a small community, I've met um, some of the women in this area and it feels like a place to kind of just let your hair down. There's no mirrors in the studio and you just like dance and go crazy. So I've really enjoyed that kind of grounding into the body. And then um, I also have been really tuning into... Enya. <laughs> and I know like Enya is probably the first spiritual vibration that I attuned to when I was a child. And I I have a playlist, which I'm going to also link below, but um, I have this list of all the songs that 
help me to either connect to spirit or ground or that pull me into that vibration of going inward. And Enya is like, she just has this angelic vibration that even as a child, I resonated with. So it's funny because this week, as I was listening to the Spotify playlist, she came up and I was like, oh, I'm going to just listen to her. So then I searched just her and I just played her all day long. And that vibration starts to bring you out of the chaos of the world and into the flow of, I would say, nature and purity. So I've really been tuning into her. And then I also have been doing grounding in um, the ocean. So I still live close to the ocean, even though we moved east. I live about a half an hour from the ocean now. So I brought the dogs um, to the beach this week and I always wear flip-flops so that I can take them off and be in the sand with the dogs and the water. And there's something about the water, and I always have felt this, that calls me home to my body. Um, I don't have a lot of water in my astrology chart, but I am, my son is conjunct like right on top of Neptune. And as I've studied astrology or gotten to know myself, there is a nurturing at the ocean that I cannot receive anywhere else. And I think that is part of why I am so emotional. Um, I really enjoy the nurturing that comes from, from the ocean, and I really feel at one there. But I'm also cognizant of the fact that I have been asked to move further east away from the ocean. So I'm not going to fully rely on her, but I am going to check in with her and I am going to allow myself the nurturing that I need because I feel like there is nothing for me that is more grounding. Then the next thing is I have this spray called Bali Pura Oryx Spray and it's for grounding. Um, and if you are on the YouTube channel, you're going to see it come up. It's made of clove and vanilla, and it has black tourmaline, smoky quartz, hematite, and clear quartz as um, it was made. And I came across this right before I went to Bali, and I have, a, 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 I think, their whole collection. So this one has always been my favorite. And I pulled it back out of my collection and was like, okay, I need to start pulling this into my aura and really grounding myself into this body. Then, so what all of this is, is I'm going back through all the tools that I have done before and I'm just re-remembering all the things that brought me back to this body before. So the next thing on my journey as I, you know, went into my awakening process was flower essences. And for me, I did an episode about this um, because I am going to recommend someone. Her name is Lorena um, Espiga, and she is one of the hosts of the Soul Tribe podcast. They teach Akashic Records um, readings, and she does a reading and a flower essence at once for you. And that's where I had gotten mine now almost a year and a half ago. But she really helped to introduce me to the flow 
and the attunement to the vibration of the flowers. And, you know, there's so many modalities that we can, you know, be lit up by, and this is definitely one of them, but I have not gone so deep. Like I've gotten deep enough where I've created um, elixirs for my family and friends. So I have a, a collection. And what I did is I took my pendulum over to my collection and I let it tell me what do I need now? Because I need support. And what do I need? So what came up as what I needed was wild oat, which is decide your path. Um, Serato, which is trust your intuition. Aspen, which is feel secure. Beach, which is be more tolerant. Holly, which is heartfelt compassion. And olive, which is the rejuvenation of the life force. And I just have, I trust, I know that my pendulum leads me in the right direction. So I have been at night, if I'm sitting here, I make a tea and I um, I put one drop of each of these. There's also a way that you can make a, a bottle of it where you just put, I believe it's two drops of each, um, the rest water and a little bit of brandy to um, preserve it. And then you take four to eight drops of that a day. So use your intuition, what feels right to you, but understanding that at the basis of, I feel like, of biology, of our DNA, the flowers are here to remind our cells those things that are lacking or those things that are off balance. And so it's funny, I didn't, I, I looked up what each of these meant for this episode, but as I pulled them from the collection, I didn't look at any of them. I didn't even know what I picked. I just trusted that these six are the ones that I need right now. And I started doing this about three days ago and already I'm feeling more myself. So I have always said like, yes, you can go to plant medicines, but the first plant medicine on the list should be flowers flower essences. So I will link um, Lorena's website below. She's amazing and I cannot recommend her enough. She's super heart opening, heart expanding, super nurturing and will help you get through that first, it feels like that first block or uh, resistance to embodying. So then through all these things, I, as I was at the beach the other day, I got the download that it's my sacral that needs some movement and some, um, I would say attunement and also releasing. So in this, um, part of the process, I knew I have a shamanic sister that I could reach out to, to do a healing. And this is when you get the hit that you need help and you can't do it all on your own or with these physical tools, sometimes you need the help of someone that can move energy for you. And I would say, trust that. So it doesn't have to be me. It can be, you know, you probably watch and listen to a lot of podcasts and feel into that person's vibration because that is going to be your sign that there's a call, there's a, a 
a match. And that match, what happens is that healer is able to activate in you, like the flowers do, yourself. So it's not that they're healing you, it's that they're reminding you what you already carry. So I have an appointment set up with her for next week because I need support. And I know that. I, I'm very cognizant of the 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 process that I'm in and I am embracing it. I know there's nothing wrong with it. I have talked about this. It's just part of the wheel and part of this whole evolution. So why I know that this happens, you know, is because we need to remember who we are, but we also now with my third rung around the wheel, I have the tools that will help me get through it in a much smoother process. So then the next thing that happened is, um, I think it was last night or the night before, um, as I've talked about before, there's an energy tribe circle and, um, we have, a, a telegram portal is what I would call it. And what that is, is that if you guys, uh, join the energy tribe or come to at least a few of the zoom sessions, you'll get invited to the telegram portal. And in that portal is a wealth of knowledge. So many people that carry different medicines within them and, a sisterhood. And this sisterhood is full of inspiration and things that you're lit up by and questions you may be have, having or things you're going through. And there's always somebody that is in that same vibrational match to you that is able to bring forth the energy to help you move through what you're moving through. So one of my sisters in that portal asked the question, okay, astrology gurus, I have a question. What is your take on Pluto retrograde in my cap in Capricorn in my seventh house? Um, I'm all re- I'm ready to draw this out in my on my whiteboard and start diving into the shadows. This house needs a deep cleaning. So then, one of my beautiful astrology sisters, Aisha, um, she which I'm going to link her website below, does astrology reading. She's a shamanic astrologer. And her take on this question got so perfectly right to the point and helped me look at what's happening in my own chart. And all of these things are signs. Like you can just read it and say, oh, that's this person's going through. But no, if you open up the, let's say in this case, the app, and it's there, it's also your medicine. And that's what I love about signs. They're there for you. And it's funny because I reached out to Aisha and she said that's why she didn't reply to her privately. She put this in the group so that it would reactivate someone else's knowing. So Aisha's response is, in short, I look at the major outer planet transits, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto as how the outside world affects me and how I interact with it, as opposed to how am I on the inside and what my inner life looks like, the personal planets. Pluto is the planet of power, depth, intensity, and it intensifies everything it touches, sometimes to an overwhelming degree. Pluto is transiting your seventh house life themes of how you love yourself, how you love others, and how you relate to others. This means you will be experiencing events outside of yourself, i.e. out of your control. 
that will ask you to go inward and adjust those things within yourself that are being mirrored or triggered. As opposed to diving into shadow work, I would sit in acceptance that Pluto is about to bring you the life experiences, maybe also smacking you in the face with them. At this time, and commit yourself to recognizing the patterns and doing the work that is being asked of you. Your self-love and the way you approach loving others is being toppled and shifted during this transit, and the goal is to come out on the other side an even better version of yourself. So I decide, I, I know Pluto is transiting my fourth house, of which is home and Roots, family, self-care, emotions, foundations. Also, my moon is in my fourth house. And the fourth house, um, the ruling sign is Cancer. And the planet is the moon. So this is a huge house for me. Um, It is the part of me that makes me introverted, a hermit. I need, I'm a creature of comfort. Richard and I have this joke that I am all about cozy casual and that's my style. (laughs) I need to be cozy is number one because I'm always cold and casual. And this is me to a T. So the fact that this move moving houses happened during this transit is perfect because it's uprooting yourself and moving into a different energy. But also that now that it's in retrograde, I'm going back over the degrees that we just went through, which was moving. And now I'm re being asked to ground to make this space, this place, my home, my roots, my family, self-care, emotions, and foundations. So I am, as I read her response to our other sister, I realized like, yeah, this is exactly what's happening. And the fact that my moon is so tied to this fourth house as well, it's like an extra layer of depth of how important grounding is to me. And that I cannot share, like I said, my upper chakras until I pull it down into my body, which I think even having this movement of locations happen prior to taking that break, I was fine giving off the information from my higher chakras. I didn't feel like there was a a, a miss, something amiss, like I wasn't pulling it through. And it was only by moving and realizing, hold up, I'm not grounded here. And therefore, I don't know what I'm doing to realize that I was disconnected from the information that I'm sharing, right? I wasn't embodying the information that's coming through. So Yes, astrology can be a huge point. Look at your chart, like start to investigate where the planets are and what's happening, what what's coming up for you. In the case of our other sister, she had a relationship things coming up and no wonder, you know, so astrology is another tool that can help you navigate what's going on. So then I, let's see, the next thing where I always say signs, like what are the signs that are being put in front of you? Um, Yesterday, Aubrey Marcus uh, put out a new podcast, which I don't subscribe to him, but in my YouTube feed, he comes up when, when he does an interview with Mateus, because obviously I do and am really interested in Mateus Stefano. But this one was called Magic Miracles and Extraterrestrials with Mateus Stefano. And it's a beautiful episode, and I will link it below because everybody should listen to it. However, 
The thing that stood out to me is that Matthias goes very deeply in the beginning about how as a child he was reminded we are the elements. They're not outside of our body. You know, like we are, he he identifies um, with water and he um, he is able to call in the rain. But we each carry a medicine. We each carry a... Our souls, is con- our souls are connected to one of the elements, and that is why you feel at home with that element. Now, he talks a lot about embodying the element in every cell of your body to express it, right? And I know I'm also water, and I also know like I am able to express my emotions so clearly and freely here because I- it's me. It's me to the core of who I am. So it's embodying that element that you are and stop stopping um, thinking of yourself as separate. And that was the sign that I needed, I really needed. You know, I, I was really struggling with pulling it all together and speaking it. And that was a sign, yeah, that was super helpful for me. Now, another thing that I love to do is I have oracles. And if you can see behind me, I have a a lot of them. But my favorite oracle deck as of the last, I would say, three to four months is the Sacred Revolution Oracle by Lainey Love Dalby. And I don't know how she came into my life. I think it was random because I I really don't remember. But I she had just um, done like a Kickstarter of her first edition of this deck. And for some reason, I knew it was going to be a match to me and I ordered it and it's gorgeous. Like it is absolutely gorgeous. And again, if you're on YouTube, I'm going to be sharing um, a picture of it here. But I decided to pull a card for for this episode and for all of us. And what's funny is it ends up being the same card that I pulled for the um, Energy Tribe Circle a few weeks ago. So obviously this energy is wanting to be heard. And again, I will um, share this on the YouTube channel. So I'm going to, to... share with you how special this deck is. I'm going to read to you from the book of what the card is that I pulled. So the card is the architect of the ancient future. So the sparkling essence is the priestess archetype, ancient Egyptian lineage holder, pyramid codes, sacred sites, ancient temples, embodied presence, connecting the profane and the mystical, prophecies, sacred traditions, vibrational sound healing, the service to the sacred feminine, and the mist of Avalon. The shadow aspects are refusal of the call, disavowing ancient wisdom as old, pessimism, unintegrated past life capacities, AI, technology, destruction of sacred sites. And the channeled message is, I am the one who is ancient and all-knowing, a map maker of destiny, a starseed and cosmic gateway, a portal to deeper knowing. I am the one who stands like the lighthouse, shining bright like the fiery burning sun. I see with the eyes of the heart and fierce 
love in all I do. I am grounded and deeply connected with the mother, with the great mother and her gifts, especially crystals and sacred sites around the globe. I am the core essence of the great oak tree contained in an unassuming seed of an acorn. I am witch, sorcerer, magician, channeling the energy of the stars and the entire cosmos. I hold worlds of wonder within me. I am coming out of my shell, no longer hiding, grounded in ancient and esoteric wisdom. I am a creatrix and divine architect of the world I want to see in love, only love, only love. I am a vortex to access the core essence, connecting through time and space with your past lives, spiritual lineages, and current sacred reality. I hold rarefied frequencies to help transform the world. So that is why this is my favorite oracle deck. And whenever I'm feeling disconnected, this is who I go to, the remembering of why I am here. I know that um, Lainey Love Dalby just um, published the second um, edition of this deck. So it is currently available. It was sold out for pretty much right after I got it. So I'm going to link it below because it is, it's, it's not cheap. It's, I think, $65. It is worth every single penny. So if you are not big into Oracle decks, literally this could be just the one that you have. Um, and I, I love it. So I hope you guys love it as much as I do. Now, the other thing um, that I want to talk about is each of us carries a different recipe. And those things are that make you who you are, you have to follow the clues to get back into the flow, right? So I just gave you the list of how I found it again, how I'm working with it again. But each of us is going to be a different mix of everything, like all of these things, like our astrology, the flower essences, how we ground, what our element is, all of the things are going to be so unique to each of us but in that recipe, it makes up you and it's just embodying and embracing all of those pieces of yourself to find that centered space again. Um, also, I this week, um, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, my Instagram account is Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E dot Genter, G-I-N-T-E-R. I created a link tree in my bio that will give you easy access to my website, the YouTube channel, the podcast on all platforms, how to join the Energy Tribe the Facebook group, and also the Spotify playlist that I created. So it'll be very easy for you to find all the pieces to connect with each other and hold yourself through this process and understanding that these rituals are all things that when you are in flow will come naturally and you will then embody them 
every day. Like I, I, I light candles, I light incenses the moment that I step into my office space because it reminds me of why I'm here. It never feels like work because it's always sacred. And all of these steps are those, um, those points that pull you back into that sacred medicine wheel. So I hope that this is as helpful for you as it has been for me. And understanding that it's just a process, there should be no judgment in it, and it's a reminder to use the tools, really, and to embody yourself with the tools. We were not here and put here with nothing to help us. And if you feel the call to work with me, I do do human design readings, and I also do energy work. And if you feel that call, and there's something that's pulling you in this vicinity, follow it. It's just your soul inviting you into an activation. And as I said, sometimes it takes another energy to activate what and remind you what you are. So I hope this is helpful and um, we'll see what next week brings. Won't stop till I let it be all.